What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cats. This is the Cloud Gaming Podcast. It is good to be back, man. We haven't done a show in the last two weeks, so um, I think it'll be good to just catch up on some news that we possibly missed a little bit last week, but also talk about the news this week, right? So we know that Google Stadia held um, their twos, if you want to call it that, telling us that uh, Far Cry 5 is going to be a free-to-play pro game this weekend. And then also we have the Stadia Pro games that was released this week. We'll talk about that. GeForce Now give us the roadmap of 34 games coming to the GeForce Now platform for the month of August. And we got 13 of those games released this week. We'll, We'll look into that as well. We have... Xbox Cloud Gaming's roadmap for August, and then Luna's roadmap for August, which we'll cover here as well, and also the PlayStation Now. So again, it's always fun doing these podcasts in the beginning of the year because we see these roadmaps, and then we get to talk about them here. We have a special guest today. Um, We'll get to him in a bit, but very knowledgeable guy, and I think it'll be good to get his intake on some of the news pieces and discussion this week uh so to get started let's kick it off man say what's up to you guys in panel see how you guys are doing so let's start with duncan how are you doing today sir what have you been playing and what platform have you been using uh, uh i'm a, i'm i'm just recovered from the, the lovely weather over here i'm not sure what it's like everywhere else we just had an absolute downpour and guess he was out running in that when it was absolutely chucking it down some absolute agent but o- over the last wee while i have been i've been playing to the gfn by and far the most over the last uh, couple of weeks since we've last been all been dipping into xcloud here and there and i have played a bit on stadia as well uh, so I've been playing an absolute load of games. Um, I've actually just came off playing uh, Hell Monkey's Going to Murder Me here, because I can't <laughs> pronounce the name. Aceta Corsa Com something. <laughs> whatever whatever it's called. Uh, I'm absolutely having a having a blast in that. And it's I've just been playing so so many games. You do not want to see my uh hours on games over the last it is just absolutely uh scary the amount yeah. of time I've been putting in. <laughs> That's so many games to play as of late, man. So I definitely can see the the struggle, or should we even call it struggle? The the goodness of the amount of games at your disposal to play. So good stuff. It's good to have you on here, Duncan. So let's check in with GTP, sir. How have you been? What have you been playing? What platform? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's been a while. It feels it's like been. it's been a while because <laughs> I wasn't even on the last podcast. So I think this is almost like the fourth week wow, uh, for yeah. me. By the way, the new place is looking good, man. So thank like you, thank you. Yeah, yep. yep. Appreciate um, it. You know how it is. It gets really busy, so I haven't had a ton of time to pl- to play games. But really, I I try to dedicate myself to the ascent because if I don't kind of hit one game these days, whenever <laughs> I get time, I'll just fall off too quickly with new ones coming out. And that game just really hit me right, and I really like it. So. I've tried to just make myself when I have game time, that's the game I go play. Um, really like it, playing it a lot on xCloud because it's super convenient yeah. while many, I'm doing other how stuff. How many hours have you put into it? Probably not more than 15 okay. since launch, which for me is like 
pretty good with everything that's been going on. Right. But, um, but I've also been into the uh, Back for Blood beta. Um, uh. Jumped into that. Uh, Hell Monkey actually got me into that, and I decided why not, you know, because I was really disappointed in the NDA for X Defiant. I was looking forward to making some cloud PC videos on that, and then obviously they were like basically get in a secure room, kick out your family, kick out your roommate. And um, don't let anybody see any of that game. So I didn't even play it. Um, I went back for Blood, and I've uh, recorded a couple videos for that. I'm actually having fun with it. A lot of World War Z vibes when it comes to that. And I'm playing it a lot on uh, maximum settings right now, and that's what I'm working on with that. So Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. Hell Monkey, how have you been, sir? What have you been playing? What platform? Yeah, hi, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, glad to be back. Um, yeah, not a lot. I have been sort of busy managing work and, you know, the stuff we do here. Um, Back for Blood, played the other night. Really good. Enjoyed the first, uh, the first night, Thursday night. Got matched up with a couple of decent players. We had some fun. Like the game, I think there needs to be more depth to it when it goes on full release. I think it's a bit shy at the minute. Um I tried to play in max settings, but I had to go local. I'm having some issues with that right now. I can't get it to install. I'm getting runtime errors. Um, other than that, Chernobylite, really liking that right now. That's it's a really good survival horror game with the sort of sci-fi elements in there. You know, everything a geek like me like, sort of loves in a game. It's a bit of a grind though, but it's an enjoyable grind, and. Um, Checked out Curse of the Dead Gods because it's a roguelike on Xbox Cloud Gaming, one of the five that came this week. Enjoyed that. I want to play more of that. That's my sort of game. It's that isometric top-down um, sort of collect and, and grind through the, the different rooms with different enemies. Enjoying that. Definitely going to play more of that. But uh, other than that, not much this week, unfortunately. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Monkey, it's good to have you on here again. Thank you. And you're juggling work and then YouTube. Doing a lot, man. Appreciate the hard work that you do here, for sure. No, thanks, man. Everyone's the same, though. For sure, for sure. So we have a special guest today. goes by the name of Peter. And let me know if I'm not saying it correctly. But, man, been watching this uh, dude's stream. If you guys haven't checked him out. Do very knowledgeable guy, insightful, and also good streamer. Uh, but yeah, just uh, let them know, Pedal, what you do and um, just what you've been playing and what platform you've been using to play those games on. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah, thank you. Um, put me on the spot a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got a tech channel and a gaming channel, which we recently started up, so it's small numbers at the minute. Been streaming a bit of Stadia. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be a streamer if it wasn't for Stadia because I don't have like a PC, just use my tablet and my phone, so it's really accessible for that. This week, just been trying to squeeze in a bit of grind, a bit of uh, Killer Queen Black, and then today over the free weekend, just giving Far Cry Five a try. Just been been fun, nice relaxing Saturday. Good yeah, stuff. That's about all I've been playing this week. Nice. Here's is this week. your first time playing Far Cry? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, how uh, thoughts? How are you liking it? So I, I didn't like it at first. I like the, the first bit in the woods on Far Cry Five. I was like, I was just dying every two minutes. Um, but I want to go out of that woods bit. It's uh, picked up. I like that. I might pick it up. It's on sale. I mean, it's like seven pound twenty in the UK. So 
right. pretty steep, steep sale. So I'll probably pick it up now, yeah? Cool, cool. Good stuff, man. It's good to have you in here, Peter, for sure. I can't wait cool to, to be get here. your yeah, intake and the discussion pieces. So, y'all, I've been going crazy, man. If you guys haven't seen with the background, um, I literally bought a house and moved in two and a half to three weeks, I think. Um, it's, it's, it's a long story, but it's, it ended up being good for us. It's been crazy over here in the household, but it's definitely worth it. And so that's why we haven't had the podcast in the last two weeks, but it's good to be back. Um, as far as like gaming wise, I've been playing a lot of a plague of, I, I can't even say the name. How, how do you say it? a plague of innocence? A, Am I a plague tale innocence? Okay, that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad you took the advice and you're checking that oh out. Oh my That's cool. gosh, that game is so good, man! And I've been playing it on Luna, and guys, Luna has been blowing my mind um, this week. I, I don't know what it is, but you guys have seen me talk about it performance wise. But lately, you know, I've I play GFN, I've played Stadia, but when it comes to like 60 FPS, Luna does it right, man. Uh, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like for some reason on Stadia, even um, I, I can't hit like a clean 60 on it, but I put on Luna, it's like smooth as butter. Same thing with Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. The Plague of Innocence, and I am loving, loving my time on Luna. Um, so I am far- itching to get like Luna. I can't wait to to try it. Yeah, uh, man. It's yeah. taking forever to come to the UK. So <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to get it too. I I I think you guys will really enjoy it when it releases. But yeah, so again, lots of Luna play and the Ascent on Xbox Cloud Gaming as well. Been playing that too. So yeah, been trying the game. Um, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. But y'all, let's say what's up to the shot. I see some of you guys are on here. So thank you guys for joining us live. We got Holtz. He's another member of the panel. What's good, man? It's good to see you. Andy Moore, it's good to see you as well. Zero gamers for me. What's up, my dude? Good to see you, Barry. How are you doing, sir? Mr. Brian Plays, good to see you. EJ Games, we've been trying to get... So you're connected. To, to EJ Games, right? You, that's you guys. Yeah, that's okay. my that's my better half. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. We've been trying to get her on this show for the longest time, man. Um, but yeah, so we got you, so we're good. Um, but EJ, good to see you in here for sure. Uh, Gandra, what's up, man? Good to see you as well. Ray, what's up, Ray? Good to see you. Jay never fails, man. Good to see you as well. All right. So let's kick it off. Yeah, we got some interesting discussion pieces today. Uh, we'll start off with Luna. As you guys know, they gave us the August roadmap, which I don't know, man. I'm not the biggest fan of this. So we have Hoko Life. We have Open Country and the Bridge Constructor, The Walking Dead, which is actually officially on the Luna um, Plus store released this week. Um, so those are the three games that we have announced for the platform. I would say based on the games that we got last week for Luna and based on the game I mean, last month and based on the games that we got in the previous month, I would say this is kind of a lackluster month for me personally. But I'm interested yeah. to see what the panel have to say about um, 
this game's coming to Luna for this for this month. So to get started, uh, we'll start with GTP here. What 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 do you take? Uh, what's your take on these games coming to the platform? Yeah, when when I saw this list of games, it did feel um, lackluster. I'm for, I was waiting for you to say a weak month, so you threw me off when you said <laughs> lack, 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 It's always weak. Um, but, however, let me just say though, not I don't want to belittle how good these games are in them in their own right, though, because there are a lot of people that play these, especially the Bridge Constructor, Walking Dead game, and stuff like that. These games aren't really for me, but when I saw these and I saw that it's three, not four games this time. My thought was that originally New World was probably going to hit Luna August 31st at launch, and they've delayed that now to September 28th, and they would not have had time to fill that gap with another good, like a bigger game. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get it, because if you took those three games and then added New World to it for August, you'd be like, "Uh, yeah, obviously they're not going to overshadow some other great game with New World. You know what I mean? So those releases make perfect sense if that, plan would have not gotten changed if that's what was going on um but just the games on their own it's not real big last month with dirt five and saints were the third remastered it felt like a pretty big month and there were a couple other good games as well valkyrie chronicles four valkyrie yeah yeah yeah, which yeah we won't bring up all the you know that stuff right now (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but yeah it's um you know i think that's why it feels that way i think they're decent games hitting the luna plus channel but it's not the strongest month but i think that's because there was a last minute change after the beta with new world to delay it and it took a big game off the list um but these would have been great releases with a big game like that so you you think new world was scheduled to make it luna this i it would have made sense for them to do it at launch i i i and if gamer tv were able to make it on here he said he was trying to get home in time um on discord but uh okay. i think he would say that he he was kind of feeling the same way we were getting a little worried that there hasn't been an announcement on it yeah. but it was still was very very likely that it was going to hit on pc and it was going to hit on luna because that is that game is getting some really nice hype and some really right. nice headlines that's going to be a big exclusive for Luna for and the sure. Luna Plus channel. So I think it would be. And I'm just saying it is a possibility that that's kind of what was going on here. Okay. So do you think the delay has anything to do with it coming out on Luna? Um, I don't. Because I think what Amazon would have done is is released it on time with a thing that says, you know, also exclusive to Luna starting September 28th or, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't think they would hold the game back a month just for the Luna service because it is still just the U.S. It's still beta. It's still kind of a limited player base. So I don't see them holding back that large of a, of a game for that yet. Um, I think that with the feedback they got, they decided just um, they got a little little sting with Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're just trying to be really, really sure. And I don't really like the delay, but I get it. The feedback looks really good. And so I, I don't think that it was for Luna. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So if you guys are asking where the hell have Chief been in the last, I would say, two weeks or so, I swear the dude lives inside that game. He every time we we're like, yo, it's chief. You see him on this good new world, new like he literally lives yeah. in that game, man. 
A lot um, of people but, are really loving it, man. Yeah. I stayed away from the beta just because, like, I'm going to experience it at launch. You know, I'm busy with things anyways. So I, I haven't do- dove into it. I have it pre-ordered. I'm hoping it hits Luna and all that kind of stuff. But I yeah. can't wait. With the stuff I've seen people talking about, I really can't wait. Because it's been a long time since I jumped into an MMO like that. Right. The game looks incredible. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was a little concerned, especially, like, with Crucible getting delayed and getting canceled you know um but yeah this this looks like it's gonna be a good hit for them for sure whenever it releases but let's check in with you duncan what's your take on the luna news for this month yeah uh, i'll keep it short and sweet because gtp was just absolutely <laughs> same basically how i think some of us feel i think it is a weaker month uh it is only the free game, so it does uh, bring up the question marks. Was New Word meant to be there? Again, it's just games getting added into your subscription on Luna if you have it like, up up there. Uh, if you're in the States, again, it's just adding value. The Hoku Life one, I think, is a game which could be a massive time sink for people going forward. Uh, it's a bit like Animal Crossing from what I have seen from it, so it's it's, I think that could be a good, a, what you would call a good get for that for that for the channel for people to play something different. As, as we say with Luna, there always seems to be different titles uh, going going in for different audiences. So I think that one could be one which could catch some people out and stick an absolute ton of time into. And would not be too surprised if we get a a wee game that we're not expecting to drop a, a, a shadow drop off a reasonable size game just to bring the overall the up because these games are all mediocre sort of looking. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Monkey, what's your take on the games coming for Luna for the month of August? Two words. Not interested. <laughs> 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 and that's, that's taking so take nothing away from the games. I think GTP and Duncan have expressed similar opinions to me. They're catering to a wide audience, and I was expecting the new world to come later this month. That's not going to happen as well. Um, yeah, I've got nothing really to add about them. I don't have any, can't play it. Um, so I don't really have anything to say like, oh yeah, it's been running great or it's been poor. Um, I just want to see them expand, man. AWS has the biggest cloud infrastructure in the world, man. There is no reason for Luna still to be locked uh, into the USA. Yeah. That's just my biggest gripe right now. So I'm I'm glad to hear you guys say this because, again, I felt like you guys were giving them a pass earlier with the, you know, the invader so they can do whatever the hell they want. But now it seems like you guys are just like get on the ball with this release worldwide, right? That's kind of what I've been saying for quite some time. So let's check in with Pet and then I have another question to actually bring up about Luna. Cool. But Pet, what's your take on these three games yeah, coming to the I mean- platform? On the back of what Hellmonkey said there, I'm, nothing really gets me excited and um, I can't really say anything about the service because, like I say, still waiting and counting down days until it gets announced for the UK. But I think, although none of them interest me and they don't excite me, I think that's the best thing about subscription services is does you try a lot of games that you wouldn't normally try. 
you that aren't normally excited about because you can just jump in and try them. So you never know. Um, like Duncan said, you know, that hooker life one might be one that people do try and enjoy and sink a lot of hours in they didn't realise they're going to. But I think that's the, the best thing about subscription services to be able to just jump in and just, is it for you, is it not? Rather than getting excited about something first and then buying it. But we'll, we'll see. It looks a bit boring on paper, but you never know. It might get people excited once they try them. Who knows? Yeah, fair enough. Good, good take with that, for sure. Um, So <laughs> I know you guys hate this question, um, but I'm going to do it again because uh, this is the month that we're all kind of speculating for something amazing to happen to this platform, especially like with New World coming. So I just want to get a rating. Where are you guys at with Luna? Are you guys still excited about this platform? Are you guys like are in the hurry up phase? Are you, like where, where are you guys at? So I'm just going to open it up. Whoever who wants to jump in can jump in. Honestly, I'm kind of waiting to see how it goes. I want to try it, and I will try it when it comes to the UK. But I think there's still like some unknowns. They keep like adding games to it and a lot of variety of games, which is good to see. But is it just another like Xbox Game Pass Ultimate? Are games going to leave the library? Is it just like a duplicate of that, which we've already got? So is is there really a long term space for it? Is it going to do anything exceptional other than that? Do you mean other than just being? game streaming on a on a fire stick what else is it gonna bring true good good point um i'm i must say i mean if you look at this selection of games here um i hope all these games stays because again they have a killer library of games here i mean it plays till dirt five this is all for six dollars a month kingdoms yeah. come trials of coastal four i mean this is absolutely if, incredible. If it is a case of like with Stadia Pro once they're in the library, then in the library, that is, it is going to be killer. Like years to come, they like say it's got a killer lineup there. If they do stay, that is brilliant value for money. But right. is it sustainable? Do we, can you keep adding a library like that and keep, not kick anything off it at any point? That's, that's the question, right? <laughs> True. That's, yeah. that's the big question. But yeah, anyone else, uh, what, what's your take on where Luna's at right now? Are you guys concerned or are you guys like, eh, they, they'll be fine? I just, I think that they have got massive potential. Um, the big thing right now is the AAA games, the AA games, um, will they get them as part of the Luna Plus subscription or are they going to be separate channels? Are we going to have an EA channel along with Ubisoft and Activision and Square Enix. There's still too many unknowns to give a solid, you know, um, oh, the, the, words, the words have lost me. It's been a long week. Um, to give a solid, you know, opinion on the outlook for them. They have the reach. They, ha- they absolutely have the reach. They absolutely have the infrastructure. It's just now down to Amazon and are they going to market it properly? Are they going to get something for everyone? Because that's sort of the way that they seem to be going. Is the price going to stay the same? As Pedro says, are they going to take games off? That's the biggest great with uh, Game Pass. 
from some people is a limited time that you get to play games. PS Now, you could say the same. The bigger games only stay on for so many months before they leave. All these questions remain un unanswered, and until we get those answers, we just have to wait and see. But we're too impatient for that, ain't we? <laughs> Sure, sure. It's if you can check the Falcon here, because I think that's something else, uh, which uh, yeah. in, in the, indicates that we will probably get the Game Pass model where you will be able to buy the games because I think their their DLC has been added to that, as you see there with the add ons. Add ons, yeah, oh. Edge of the World. Wasn't there? There was something else as well that had DLC. I think the game was not a subscription. Metro, you buy the DLC. Metro, it's a weird kind of proposition. Though, that way, the game's kind of part of your subscription, but you can buy the DLC separately. So, if the game does leave, what happens then? Do you mean? Yeah, that, that, that's why I think we're going to get the situation where you'll be able to buy your games on yeah. uh, as well, because you wouldn't be adding DLC or add-ons uh, and not be able to access the game. Uh, games will leave. I've already said games will leave, but the games will not leave while it's in beta. So yeah, the games are safe for the time being. <laughs> so uh, while so... everyone everyone else wants it to go out of beta and come to the UK, everyone wants to keep the games and keep it in beta <laughs> so the games don't leave. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's what we're going oh, to wow. see. They literally would charge you for this. So they do have a like a model to buy yeah. stuff. So yeah, I believe game purchases are coming in, in the future. Um, they probably have a lot to figure out with it yet, but since seeing these add-ons that have come for some games, I, I really think that's going to be the idea, but I don't think it'll be necessarily every game, but hopefully they'll have a business model that's really transparent about what games are going to be purchasable, what ones will leave when, um, and that kind of thing, but hopefully Luna and XCloud can both go the way of any purchases in the cloud just stay for you forever in the cloud. Yeah. That would be nice, but um, we'll think... have to see what they do. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'm so... in like a really unique position as well, where you know, if you search for the game to buy for your PlayStation, are you going to be able to pull underneath, or we can buy it for this price on Luna? Do you mean that? Are they going to try to underhand people that way? So if you're buying a game for your PlayStation or Xbox. Are they still going to say it's available on Luna as well? Trying to steal people that way. Huh. Possibly, right? Possibly. I think right now there's a lot of speculation because, you know, they're not talking. We give Stadia a lot of flag for not, you know, marketing communicating with us. Luna's been kind of quiet too. Um, but yeah, hopefully. They're cooking stuff up and they're, you know, waiting to unveil what, what's the next step for this platform. Because like we have all said here, they have a lot of potential. But what actually is this? We're still trying to speculate to figure that out. Um, yeah. Anyone else for Luna? Let's hop on to um, we have some stuff to talk about with GFN. Anyone else? Cool. All right. So GFN 13 game released this week. And I would say I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about this game. It's probably not my favorite games in the world, um, but it's good enough for some people. So the games that we have here is a Plague, t a plague Tale Innocence, right? This is a free epic game. So 
this is cool. Again, GFN has a free tier, and this game is free in Epic, so you can literally claim this game and play it for free. You might have like a wait, you know, wait to play, but you should be able to play. So we have that trash. It's another day and day release in Steam. We have Starmancer, uh, which is another day and day release. We have Cyber Taxi. We have Elder Souls. We have Elix. We have The Flame and the Flood. We have Grime, which is a game that released in State as well. We have Hokuki Koyoto Wins. This is uh, Duncan's favorite game in the world. We have Metamorph Dungeon Creatures. We have Super Animal Royales. And Tales of Neon Sea and Zero Hour. Anyone, anyone excited about these games coming to GeForce now? Plus another 34 games, which I don't know if I want to read through all that. 34 <laughs> as a whole. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll put it up so you guys can see. But let's open this up. GTP, sir, what's, what's your thoughts on the GFN news? <laughs> 13 games with 34 for the month fill us in no it's it's um it's good i'll break it down first that gfn's consistency continues to prevail uh, a lot of people it's interesting um i think they're doing a pretty good job of winning over more people than they were because i'm even getting more comments than i used to that like people will say oh there's no games there for me, but cool that, you know, there are games there for other people and the GFN keeps bringing games. It keeps my hopes up that more comes for me. Like they're kind of seeing the side that um, the transparency and just how consistent they've been at bringing games every week. Last month, they brought 24 games above the amount that they announced and they've pretty much consistently done that all year. So they'll be like, there's 30 games, 28 games, whatever come and, and then you'll get another like 14 to 30 games on top of that every month as well. Now, there's always the quality over quantity discussion, but leaving that aside, they are they are being really consistent with that. Now, it does kind of blow my mind that you could literally go play Plague Tale for completely free right now. Seriously. Like, you go claim it on Epic, yeah. you get a free, you know, account for um, GeForce Now, and you could actually go play through that game. That's that's pretty cool, and if anybody hasn't played that game and you have some time and no yeah. money, go. go. <laughs> like, that's it's going to be completely worth your time. So yeah. I thought that was a good move, and I said in my GFN news video that there wasn't a lot of games here for me, though I do see a lot of good um, ad add-ins in here. But that free Plague Tale on Epic combined with GFN having both the priority tier or the free, I just thought that was really good. Um, Starmancer is also hitting xCloud, I do believe. Uh, Monkey would know that more than me because he literally lives cloud news. Um, <laughs> Grime isn't a day and date, but that's literally like two days after it came out. Like it was super yeah. close to the release date, so that was pretty cool. A game that game that game's tough. I don't know if you guys tried Grime. It's like yeah. the, more of like a road like Dead, Dead Cells. The uh, environment's awesome, but woo, it can be it can be tough. Um, but yeah, 13 yeah. games, 34 coming for the month. We'll probably get more. There's a lot more day and dates. I'm actually, for me, this month, I'm really looking to maybe check out Naraka Blade Point and more importantly, Humankind. I have, I like those kind of games. It's been a while before I got into them. So uh, Humankind's one I'll be looking forward to in August. But for me, the week and even the entire month isn't super strong, but there's a lot of like good gems in there. Rims Racing, King's Bounty 2. Um, I know Hellmonkey's going to be all about lawn mowing simulator after power washing simulator because he's just going to ride on his lawn mower. He's going to be like, guys, this is the most relaxing game that I have played. It's so satisfying to mow your lawn. So 
probably how <laughs> monkey will uh, definitely have a video for us on that. But I think, I think all in all though, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. I wouldn't call it weak necessarily, but it's, it's not going to be something here for everybody. And if you're looking for like some of the big older games to come back, um, that might happen. And that's probably something that ACE is going to start talking about in a little bit. Yes, I will. Uh, but let's open this up. Pedro, what, what's your take on these games coming to GFN? I think you hit the nail on the head, like uh, qual- quality on versus quantity. Um, GFN, like always, like they have the most number of games coming, bar none. Obviously, it's easier for them because you know, they're not a standalone platform. Um, so it's just getting access to the PC games in the cloud. But it is still nice to see them coming. Um, ones like Grind, like I say, getting them coming really quick is pretty cool. Um yeah, not much really to say on it. They say they're just adding a lot of games, not necessarily great games. But it's nice to see a lot of games coming and thick and fast, as they have been consistent with being up there in terms of it just smashing out a lot of games each month. Cool, cool. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty confident as well. Some confident statements coming from them, like you say, about like 10 million active subscribers now, and they're <laughs> confident that EA are going to come crawling back to them and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they've been taking this week, but they've been making some bold statements. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they are kind of feeling confident these days, yeah, which is uh, pretty interesting to say. Cool, cool. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on the GFN news for this week? Okay, uh, I'm just going to open this up before I go into the games. We get told, we get we slag Stadia off, we don't like Stadia. What has everybody said here? about this week's games coming to GFN so far. It's been a pretty blare. Not, not great, not rubbish. Two of these games are... are One's coming to Stadia and one is on Stadia this, this week. Um, we're saying blare. And this is a this is a so-called weak week for <laughs> GFM. Uh, we have, um, we're saying there's lots of quantity over quality. If that's quantity over quality uh, for GFM, what does that mean for Stadia? Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Like, just to go back to I think you... because of the availability of the games that are available on PC, on like Steam and Epic, the games that they could get compared to the games that they have got is what I hit on there. Don't get it wrong, like Grime and, and um, uh, the, one, the human one that's coming to the stadium as well. They are good games. They're probably the strongest games on the list. But in terms of other PC games out there that they can get in GFN, that's a weak bunch. But The point is there that... Uh, it, we 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 get we get slated that uh, we we slag off Stadia and the games are coming. Two games here on this list uh, are coming to Stadia, or or, or sorry, in what's it, Grime and Super Animal Royale are are coming to Stadia, and we're saying this is weak. So this is just being uh, this is us just being consistent on what we uh, say about stuff going forward, and uh, that that was the broader point here. Uh, Again, a plague's tale innocence. I think everybody needs to pick that up and play that for free. The rest of the games, they were all right. I don't think this was a great week. I don't think it was an awful week. I'm going to say that most weeks about uh, GF, or I normally say that most weeks uh, about GFN. The the game that actually appealed to me probably the most, I think this actually was too, is... uh, 
Cyber Taxi, I think that game just looks uh, something you could just sit down and play. I'm waiting for a sale in that one. And I actually discovered a game which was in my library in uh, the, the Flame and the Flood, which I am going to give a bit of a go yeah. as well. Uh, something what we were talking about uh, on our show about G- GFM, if you go into the, the, the greater sort of uh, the rest of the month, there seems to be a big, massive push for the strategy games going forward. And it is really interesting that we're getting a lot of civilizations like games. We're getting Humankind. I forget the, there's two other games or which went out for me. Uh, hey, I think it's before we... Before we leave, and old world are more like civilization type games, and this is just going back to the the news which GFN actually dropped during the during the week that uh, these developers and publishers will be coming back over the weeks and months. It's a rather, it's a matter of when rather than if. I think by getting these other games on, this is actually putting pressure onto the bigger publishers to bring the games because we're talking about civilization like games. But civilization isn't on GFN, so that may put some pressure onto 2K to actually bring that across because there may be there may be some sales. As we know, GFN's got over 10 million users at this moment in time. So I think this has been a real interesting uh, week for GFN. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, let's check in with who haven't we checked in, Monkey? Have we checked in with you here? Not yet, no. Um, Let's get to you. So I don't like this quality versus quantity sort of argument between the platforms because what are we looking for in terms of quality? Are we judging quality? It has to be AA, AAA standard because there are some absolute top quality games on GFN that, you know, aren't coming out of a AAA developer. Like, for instance, Zero Hour is a fantastic tactical shooter. I bought that this week. Um, It's mouse and keyboard only, which was a disappointment for me because I usually play keyboard uh, controller. But I'm sticking with it, and I'm trying it, and it's a really good game. So anyone that is likes the tactical shooter games is going to love that. It only costs £9. This was going to be my other point for this week's 13 games. Um, up until Elex left sale on Epic Game Store, every game there was available for less than £20. Or each game was available for less than £20, um, which is about $25, $30. So you could easily pick up a few gems. Um, Super Animal Royale, free to play. Uh, and the other games, you might not like the style of them. For me, this has been a good week. The, the games sort of suit my gaming style, sort of roguelike, uh, sort of handcrafted art style of games coming out from, you know, independent developers that uh, don't get the credit that they're due for producing some fantastic games. Like the Flame and the Flood looks absolutely beautiful, so it does. looks really good. A bunch of guys have got together that have worked on games like Bioshock and uh, Halo, etc., uh, among some other games that have sort of left my head there so you know that game's going to be that's a quality game that's not just some game that one guy's made in his bedroom you know um my second point on gfn this week uh that's 10 million users i'm not buying this because until nvidia come out and stipulate 
how many of them are paid users and how many of them are free users playing Fortnite? Because that's the sort of, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is, man. That's, that's Sorry, that is what, are they, are they counting like active users or just people who signed up yeah. once and never gone yeah. back? In? So they obviously have the numbers and they'll be discussing with the, the publishers, that sort of thing. But in terms of publishers bringing their games, NVIDIA do most of the work on that. All they need is access, really. They check a box and say, yeah, we can have this on the GeForce Now. The NVIDIA team do sort of all the heavy lifting when it comes to bringing the games to GeForce Now. That much we know. And um, I just think, like, say even if 5 million of those gamers were paid users, that's 5 million extra potential purchases of these publishers' games. It's, it's, it's a yeah. carrot to be dangled. It's maybe not the biggest carrot, but it's, it's something that they can use to their advantage. But I think all the publishers are sort of seeing what's happening with cloud right now. No one wants to really go all in like Ubisoft. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen next month. But in the next couple of years, I think we'll start to see what Activision do. Where I think EA is going to lie with Xbox. I think that's a sort of that's a given right now. They, they seem to have a really good partnership going there. But then you've got like a Square Enix, Warner Brothers, etc. Let's see, let's see what they do. But it's not going to be for a while yet. Okay, fair enough. And you know, you're right. I think you and Duncan kind of um, <clears throat> hit the same point with this quality of a quantity. Um, I'm guilty because to me, it's all about those AAA games. Man, do not give me any simulators are indie titles man give me those those bangers that's that's what i want um but yeah i mean after you were talking about these games like that zero hour game i went back and i was watching the videos like oh my like the game looks decent right and like if another streaming platform like stadia luna would have got that would be like oh shoot that's that's a dope game coming to the platform but the gfn problems like they it's a good problem to have it's like they just release a lot of games and some games might just go under the radar um but yeah i i think is is good that you both kind of brought that up but yeah anyone else want to add to gfn because we have another segment that i with gfn that i do want to move into I'll just do something wee, tiny, yep. tiny thing here. I'm not sure if anybody's seen the news yesterday from uh, PC Gamer. It's not actually what, what the other bit is. Uh, it's, uh, I'm hoping not, unless I've read this wrong. Uh, the, the Steam Deck uh, will have eight hours worth of battery life for streaming games. Again, I think, oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah. I, I I said this. I, yeah. I, I said this when the Steam Deck uh, arrived. I think the Steam Deck and GFN are going to go hand in hand. You play the Steam Deck while you're out, dock it away, you go and play GFN uh, through the browser. Touch wood uh, when you when you get home onto the TV. I think it is going to be a absolute load of fun, and I can't wait for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's still yeah. a lot of money to stream games, man. You guys know in our chat, I have been slaughtering the Steam Deck. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't see it lasting. I think it'll be a flash in the pan. But, bro, it's dude, that's a lot of money to I'm stream not, games. It's not that bro, much. Yeah, the can, Nintendo Switch OLED is three fifty, right bro. I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not a PC gamer at all at the moment, but I, I would happily 
I'd rather spend that on a Steam Deck that I can dock and play PC games than, ah. than buy a weak PC and do it. Do you mean? There you go. So you, for the same price, the PC you're going to get is going to be pants. It's not going to be worth anything. But if you get the Steam Deck and dock it, it's going to be better than any PC you're going to get for the same price. Ta-da. So I'm kind of... It looks interesting to me. Okay. There you go. See? <laughs> Monkey? Now you're going to get one? No, maybe no. Do you know it's one of the? Oh, I'm not old. No, no. Let, let's let's move. Let's let's move on because I'll go. I'll just go all in in this one. This is a cloud yeah, channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in your defence, how long? Yeah, I wouldn't use it out about. It would just be docked like ninety eight percent of the yeah. time, probably. Yeah, sure. It's big true. boy as well as it is a big. It is actually. I, I said as well, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm, I will always always hold my hands up when I get something wrong. So, And if I am wrong, fair enough. But, um, yeah, maybe my opinions will change, but not right now. Not really. So I actually ended up purchasing the One X player. And so I there's something I want to test out with Steam Deck, and that is the being able to put a game, physical game, onto your device and then play it in the cloud. I'm, I want to test out that eight hour battery life for streaming, but I think the neat thing with Steam Deck and cloud is again, if you have Ubisoft plus they have cross progression, cross save. So you can literally be playing the game in cloud. If you have to leave, just carry on because you have the game already installed in your, on your hard drive on your device. So that is what I would say interests me with just Steam Deck as a whole but yeah so let's move <laughs> gfn uh i i forgot who the, i don't know if the ceo whoever who it was but it was an interview where um he was pretty much saying that he thinks in the future that the devs that left the platform will return he was saying it's a matter of time so companies like Activision, companies like Capcom, companies like EA took the games off. He's saying that he feels that they'll be back. And again, he boasted that 10 million number again in the interview. So I just want to open it up to you guys. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you guys see this happening? And what does this mean for the platform if it does happen? So open up, start with GTP first. Yeah, we've seen games slowly trickle back that were kind of knee-jerk pulled last year as well. Um, not like some of the bigger games. I, I think stuff that people are waiting for, such as like Grand Theft Auto Five, you got to kind of hold your breath there because they're not real friendly with cloud yet either. So like GTA is coming off of xCloud. GTA is not on... Um, gfn and like certain games may or may not make their way it's it's still a little bit tricky but i do think you're going to see more and more new releases hit geforce now and you'll continue to see like a trickle of older games come back i think there's that possibility you could see like the one big flood where they kind of get a bunch of of developers agree to come back, bring some of the bigger games back, and then boom, here here you go, and like flood out a whole bunch of them because they took a big hit last year when they lost like Call of Duty and stuff. Like my my one of my first gaming videos of GeForce Now was playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Right. I went back on the next day to make another video, and the game wasn't there. <laughs> and I went and looked up the news, and instead of gaming, I made a rant video about yeah. how anti-consumer Activision was pulling their game. 
And so I think that not just user base, but I think more and more developers and publishers getting their head wrapped around cloud and what it has to offer and what is and isn't involved in bringing games to the different platforms. It will help more games come back and more games come out in the future. Cloud is still something everybody's figuring out. Um, and I think that they'll get more and more comfortable with it and hitting on something kind of like, I think Duncan was kind of hitting on this earlier. And it's, we know that when it comes to GFN, if you want your game to come to GeForce now, you don't really have to do much of anything. There's no porting process for you. There's, there's nothing that you have to worry about. And that's the case with Xbox uh, cloud as well with the series X blades or playing Xbox cloud. There's no porting um, to speak of from the developer side, Xbox is handling getting those games into the cloud and running because it's the console hardware. So GeForce Now and xCloud have huge potential just for the fact that there's no real resources needed from the devs or publishers to get the games on there. It's more of a permission kind of thing and a rights kind of thing and contracts and that kind of stuff. So um, I think you'll see it not just for GeForce Now, but for cloud in general, more and more games coming, especially newer releases. Yeah. I agree. Again, someone was saying earlier, right, the cloud game is still new and all these companies are, I think even the article, he stated that when they came out of beta, um, the companies needed more time with cloud gaming. Um, so I, I think it's still new. And I think in time, people are going to figure out what they want to do, how they want to put the games in the cloud, and then they'll make that decision. Honestly speaking, cloud gaming, man, if you are a dev, I mean, they're, they're going to be bidding wars, right? So you got to be strategic, I think, right? Imagine if uh, Amazon's willing to pay such and such to get EA, right? You don't want to just make your games available for one platform from a business standpoint. From a consumer standpoint, heck yeah, give us everything on every platform. But from a business standpoint, they're probably just like waiting to see how this all plays out and then um, when to see who approaches them with more money. Um, but yeah, I think in time we'll start seeing these games come back. But let's open it up to anyone else. What are your thoughts on um, these comments from the, the dude that runs GeForce now? Duncan, what's your take? Okay, here, here we go. I think I just realized... My mic's being moved, so just in case you can't really hear me that much, I'll get that fixed in a second. Uh, with that, uh, I think this is going to open the doors to some of the major sort of publishers going forward. And I think it, uh, GTP uh, sort of uh, hinted at it there. The, the ones who I see coming, uh, short term and longer term, are EA and Activision Blizzard. Uh, the reason being, what do both of them have, what most of the other big publishers don't have? Their own game client. Um, as we know, gee, yeah, you see where I'm uh, going here? Uh, with GeForce Now, they're very happy for uh, all these multiple different uh game clients out there. So that means they just bring the games across. Greenlighted, they don't have to do any of the heavy lifting and they are in the cloud space pretty quickly. So that's where I could maybe see things going to get some of these publishers uh, back. So I think it's actually quite uh, exciting, the news and what this opens up. 
regarding the 10 million figure, yes, I do not think there in a million years there is close to 10 million uh, users on it. But the thing is, every time uh, someone signs up, it is another it's another tick box. It's another we've got another user on here. It's the same for absolutely every single platform out there. If you sign up for an account, it is an account. So if you've got two or three Xbox accounts, that's two or three Xbox accounts, and they use that. Same for PlayStation, same for Nintendo. It is just a, it is just a, a, a normal thing. So it's... Yeah. From it's, a business perspective, you're going you're gonna to make it look like you're going to inflate it on, or you're going you're gonna to write it to make the point you want, whether that's just... I've signed up for GFN, I've never used it, but obviously I'm going to count towards that 10 million. They're not going to go, well, it doesn't really count. Do you want to make it look as good as possible? So why not? Exactly. It is absolutely business. And I think people uh, forget that gaming is a business, even though we don't want to, don't like talking about it, but gaming is 100% a business. True. Um, just real quick, want to shout out the polls. Uh, this twenty-seven of you guys voted. You guys stated. You guys, seventy-four percent said you're excited about the GFN now news, and for this weekend, and twenty-six percent says you're not too excited. I'm gonna ask another question about this move uh, about the devs coming back. So stay close, pay attention to those polls because it keeps you guys engaged with the topic of conversations well right so Pedro, what's your take on this man do you think we will see these games come back and if they do what do you think this is going to do for the gfm platform yeah as cocky as it, it sounds i do reckon he probably is right it is a matter of when not if you know i think although like, developers and publishers have got options now in terms of where they put the game in the cloud because there's multiple different platforms that is the easiest quickest way is GFN, do you mean no question about it? That's the quickest way to get your games there. And I think to be daft not to, really. Do you mean it's just it's a given? I think at some point they will bring the games back. And because of the way the platform works, if they do, they can always pull them again if they're unhappy with anything later down the line. So it's kind of a no brainer to put them back on there, really, isn't it? Can't see why they wouldn't eventually. True, true. Cool, cool. All right. I was supposed to pull, but obviously I don't know what I'm doing. It didn't come out correctly. <laughs> but Monkey, what's, what's your take on this, man? So, yeah, so I kind of said it before with the previous part of the GFN news. Um, but Duncan opened up a, a really good point there about having their own launchers. Uh, EA and um, Activision, when you first asked that question, what they had that everyone else didn't have, I was going to say lawsuits, but I don't know of any about Ooh. EA right now. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> that's another, I was trying to think of an EA lawsuit before I said it. <laughs> that's for another day. Um, yeah, just, yeah, I, I think I think we're a couple of years away yet. Um, Activision, they, oh God, they don't have any games on the cloud other than Boosteroid and not even sure if they are supposed to be there or not. They're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I threw, um, and I've got EA games as well through Origin. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, listen, it's really easy because NVIDIA do a load of the heavy lifting. Um, the, I think I think it just all I think it just all comes down to money. When we see the amount of money that other platforms have paid publishers for games um, in the cloud. I don't think they're just going to go, yeah, throw the games on there, 
for you know nothing they want money up front and i have to credit nvidia for sticking to their guns on that sort of thing like they, they aren't just going out and giving handing over 20 million to capcom because then activision want that and sorry and then independent developers they want more money as well and that just that's a whole thing so credit to them for sort of holding ground on that will it change it sort of depends how what sort of games these publishers put out how popular are and then if it is worth the 20 million do they go and pay it i don't think they need to i think nvidia are stuck right in the pc game space right now they know where the bread is buttered and i think they're just going to slowly sort of roll out more uh, at a slow pace and yeah not a couple of years yet before we see it i think Fair enough. Um, me personally, I think they are gonna come back eventually. Um, so Dre, I, I'll try and ask answer this, and you guys can sh- uh, chime in as well. Uh, Ubisoft is smart, and again, right? Uh, good job for them for embracing a new technology early. I think this does not hurt them in any way. I feel like I was saying earlier. I believe cloud gaming provides devs, you know, another. Um, opportunity to generate revenue, right? Just like when mobile became a thing, right? That's just another platform for you to reach millions and millions of consumers. Obviously, cloud game is not there yet, but in the future, it will be. And then for them to be at the front, forefront of it, I think it's good. More, more companies should definitely take advantage of this technology and put the games or start looking to put the games up there. So I think it's a brilliant move, but yeah, I do think in the future we will see these games come back. Um, we, we'll talk about stadium a bit and this whole white labeling thing. And uh, I, I would give my take on where I see cloud gaming wars going then, but yeah, I, I do believe that these games will make their way back um, to GFIS now, but it might take some time. So anyone else want to add to this? If not, we'll hop on to Google Stadia. I'll just say Ubisoft, I think it's a good question by Dre there. Uh, I don't think it's it's partly smart and partly because of like money. They are not putting these <laughs> games onto each of these platforms for this, this the sake of it. They have got some deal with Amazon. They have got some deal with Stadia to get yeah. the games across. Uh, that is what is going on with Ubisoft. Ubisoft are a perfect sort of company there. They've got a big, massive back catalogue. Their games are popular. Their games are wrong that is why they get tapped up by as many different companies as possible to get their games across yeah. and as long as they make money a bit of a slag isn't she Ubisoft she's just everywhere I was trying to say that nicely a couple of weeks ago <laughs> as well, but I couldn't no. uh, but yes that's basically it they just go absolutely everywhere and I will get my own live mention in here they were on all night as well uh, were they really? The- Yes, they were. They had Assassin's Creed 2. They had wow. Driver on it as well. They had, uh, I think they had a couple of the Assassin's Creed's there. So, yeah, Ubisoft go absolutely everywhere. Part, I think they just like innovating and pushing things out there, but obviously yeah. they're getting some money there. Kudos to them. Hey, why not? Right? Why not? So, uh, 15 
if you guys voted, and it seems like the polls overwhelming, yes. 80% you guys said you think that uh, these AAA games are going to make their way back into the platform, and 20% said no. That's interesting, right? So let's move on to Google Stadia, guys. And uh, we have two parts. We're going to talk about the news, but then I have a little discussion piece at the end. So not much happened this week, actually. Uh, the pro games released, but when it comes to news, not much. We knew what the pro games were. But I would say, hands down, uh, Chief and I did a CGX talk video, and uh, Chief was pretty much done with uh, pro. He was saying, like, he would, if it wasn't because of the channel and uh, recording 4K, he probably would have canceled a lot a long time ago. But I made the argument that you get a lot of value um, with pro membership and this week proved me right. Right. So they had a bunch of great games come onto pro this month, which again, I think is awesome. Some people might not. So the games are Valkyrie Chronicles four. We have, it came from space and eight of brains. Now this was the game I was actually thinking about purchasing because I believe this is multiplayer co-op. I might be wrong. Um, Ip yeah. Story, uh, Type in Chronicles, and Killer Queen Black, which I believe this is another local multiplayer games too. Um, so, and then Grime, my goodness, right? Great games for pro membership, a lot of them, and I feel like they're all pretty decent games. So let's just open it up, see what you guys have to say about the pro games for this month, and then we'll talk about um the other piece right so we'll open up to duncan what's your take on the google stadia pro game for this week month and he laughs Uh-oh. i hope that you can admit me later okay i will take it from a pure stadia perspective you only play on google stadia that is all you play with and it wasn't a bad pro month and it is more games. You've got a dandy at releasing Grime. Uh, should we talk about Grime? This is the point I was making about the GFN section. We thought GFN had a bad week, and Grime is part of that. Not, but not that. you got to pay for it. Yes, which is the same price as paying for a pro. <laughs> We're around to <laughs> part. <laughs> See? Uh, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, and, so... Uh, Again, uh, I think it was an okay week or okay month for Stadia if you are purely a Stadia gamer. Uh, Regarding the value, value is extremely subjective. And for some people, this would be an absolutely amazing month and they're going to play all them games. For other people, they will play absolutely nothing. And that that's what I always take a thing about the value sort of pr- thing Bot there. Chronicles 4? You're not going to play any of these games? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, if you take, if you are outside the Stadia uh, community and you play on other platforms, uh, I can get them. I've, I've got that in my library with a bundle. That's on xCloud as well, and I can pick that up in Steam. And if I wait a couple of couple of months, I can get that for a couple of quid more than likely on in, in a Steam sale. So if you, if it, this is the, this is where you, if you're purely Stadia. 
it is not a bad month at all, but if you live outside that bubble, it is, yeah. And that's in my opinion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Let's check in with, I don't want to get too negative, so I'm going to skip GTP here and then get to uh, Pedro. Pedro, what's, what's your take on That might, that on might be previous? a long call for you there, because uh, <laughs> it's not going to be negative. All right, hey, Monkey, well, go ahead. <laughs> no. No, go ahead, Pedro. It's, it's not negative, uh, but just to echo what I said before, Duncan, I said um, that was a, a weak month for GFN. It's kind of weak for Stadia as well, although there's, what, five games and the, I know, Kill Queen Black's a popular game, but it's a, a very cheap game and it's available elsewhere for free and, and all that. Grime is probably the biggest one on there, which I would have picked up anyway. And again, it's not a big game. Um, I know they're all, there's nothing exciting in there other than Grime. Grime I think Grime's the biggest one there. It makes me think, though, there's going to be another pro game mid-month like we sometimes see your Stadia and I am praying to God it is finally the time that we see Ark. I think that's why we've got like smaller indie type games heavily in pro uh, this month and uh, the, yeah I reckon there's going to be something bigger later on. That um, Valkyria Chronicles is probably the biggest one. It's not big as in popularity but it's big as in it's £40 game. All the others are like £10-£15 games so there's nothing exceptional in there. Like I say, if you, if you live in Stadia, like Duncan said, great. It, there's a variety. There's some fun games. Um, don't get me wrong, that it came from Space Navy Brains. I, I play that with the kids, and it, it is a great fun game. But it's 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 tenor. Do you mean it's the same price as Pro anyway? It's a cheap indie game. There's nothing else exceptional. So I'm praying for praying for Ark at some point in August. But yeah, I think it's just a meh month for Pro games other than Grime. Okay, so. Let me open uh, this question up, right? I, I feel like the issue that Stadia's run into with the pro games is they don't have a lot in the library to offer, right? So do you think they're going to start bringing back games that they previous? I, I think they should. No. I Right? Because some people are new to Stadia and might have missed those games. I mean, bring guilt back. That game was in yeah. pro in february not a lot of people had stadia back then right Good. um so if i think as the... it opens up to new countries we'll probably see that sorry as it opens up to that's, that's a wider point. audience yeah we'll start seeing other games come back to pro um that's a good point personally i think the reason that the smaller cheaper games this month for some stage you can say look the new the new payment method for publishers where we pay them for days that people play the game works out well because they've earned more money. Of course they are, because what's going to work out more money if you pay them 70% or a seventy a share of the 70% of the Stadia Pro membership or 85% of a £10 game? Do you mean, obviously, they're going to earn money from Pro when it's a smaller, cheaper game. Duncan is <laughs> No, Duncan, waving his arm. <laughs> it all depends on the amount of games. Say if they suck guilt back onto it, People have completed Guild in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. You stick on Arc as a pro game. And uh, even though I don't like Arc, everybody wants to play Arc. You play Arc over the 30 days. That gets yeah. more hits than Guild. That means the smaller narrative single player uh, games on Stadia Pro get absolutely killed because yeah. of. Yeah. So the, li- the likes of Little Nightmares, not going to earn anything because people complete yeah. it in two hours. 
But when you look at Killer Queen Black, I, I've Black played Creed. that every day this month. Do you mean so that's a, no. a cheap game that people play every day? Yeah, that game is going to make money. And I, yeah. I think the answer is this question, will games come back? I think absolutely. And I, I'm going to name one of the games, which I think is going to come back. I think it's Get Pack will come back as a pro game at some and get uh, crowd playing onto that and Hellmonkey saying no. But I do think that will... A people game for crowd play, and it's, it's now it's fully launched, and that will be a good time to kind of shine the light back on it as well. And I agree. I think it will come back. Yeah. Get, get packed is not... Forgive me, devs. That game is not fun. Like, oh, it all dep- it depends who you're playing it with. No, I'm playing with yeah. my kids and my families, bro. Like, do you, do you, they, do you, they, do you, they're not liking it. Man. Do you not play it truly? Huh? You have to play it completely and utterly truly. You, you chuck people into the van and send them away and yes. things like that. You just I, be. I it's just chaos. Don't don't it, try and play the game to win it. You just, you just play it to be ridiculous. So it's, it's, and it's, get it's the dinosaur in the van. Yeah, it's fun for <laughs> ten minutes, but then it's like same crap over and over. I'll, I'll be, yeah. <laughs> but that, that that's Just that's saying. the reason why it is perfect to be in the Stadia Pro Library. You can uh, uh, dip into it anytime you you want. It's a perfect sort of party game. So if you got your if you had a, your uh, your mates around, you got your controllers all out there, you can have a blast in that. That's the sort of games which are going to thrive on Stadia Pro going forward. But these single player games, I think we're going to. Uh, <laughs> get lost there and I, yeah. this is why I am actually slightly worried about this new model because I think we're going to just get loads of multiplayer games and as we know the multiplayer games are going to need cross play for people to uh, have people to play against so I, I think the, they're, they've pivoted and they're pivoting in probably the, the wrong direction if they do not get these games with cross play Can I just... Uh... Just to end this comment, I'm a drunk one. She's the aggressive one. She's very Wait, aggressive when it comes to gaming. Really? Yeah. Thanks for uh, the clarification. Now we know <laughs> for sure. It's funny. So I'm looking at the polls, and it's actually pretty close. 54% of you guys said yes. You're excited about the pro games. 46 says no. Um, GTP, do we get to you in the pro games? Oh, no. <laughs> Way too negative to uh, to include uh, in the Stadia right. conversation, right. yeah. even though yeah. I've had freaking Stadia since launch <laughs> and have like every pro game they ever put out because I've never canceled pro listen, since it started. Listen, when but I hate it. Thing. It's fine. You know, honesty is hate these days, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you know, some games run great on Stadia and some don't. I hate to tell you, not everyone is a banger, as we would say. Um, look, I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little more positive about the pro games this month because Ooh. you know me I'm usually more positive about GeForce now and the kind of sure. games that come and I'm always excited to see games come for people who especially rely on like the pro subscription for games maybe they don't even get to buy these games when they come out so I, I actually think Valkyria on there because I I praised Luna for getting that game so yeah. I'm gonna praise that being in pro I praised it on the go. Luna Plus channel for six bucks I'm gonna praise it there. Um, Killer Queen Black is a game I don't play. I don't really get the attraction, but I knew I do know people do. And Grime I think was a good one. Here is my gripe: Grime is like um, SpongeBob. It does not support a 4K stream. It is a 1080p only stream and game. 
So if you're yeah. playing it on a 4K TV that upscales, you may think it's 4K. If you don't check your settings, you'll be like, ah, it looks okay. But I play on other things like 1440p and, and other screens. And the Lock 1080 did bother me. Like I just, it wasn't even that clean. I wasn't super happy with Grime being locked that way. And it was my gripe about SpongeBob as well. But that it's said, weird though, as well, isn't it? Having when sorry to interrupt you there, but no, go ahead. When part of Pro is getting 4K and you have a I'm... game that launches on Pro that isn't 4K, is <laughs> a bit. What's See, going you on? You went there? farther <laughs> than I was going to go because I was trying to make Ace happy. But yes, I pay for 4K on Pro, and there have been some games that don't even at least give me the upcade 4K stream to at least give me the sense that it's cleaner than it really is. You know what I mean? I just like yeah. that. I do like the 4K stream. So that is a gripe. Yeah, and I'm going to bring it up because. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not common. It's rare, but I did notice it on Grime. I was like, no, this game would look so good. Even 1080p upscaled in a 4K stream would have looked so good on my 1440p monitor that then downscales that 4K. It's so crispy. Um, it would have been cool. Um, I'm going to bring this up because Ace doesn't want me to. Valkyria Chronicles 4. There are people that are upset that this game was on sale and then three weeks after coming off of sale gets announced for Pro. I mean, we're talking not even a month later. Yeah, I bought um, it. Because Ace sent us that screenshot. Here's the games I bought. Dirt 5, Valkyrie of 4 Chronicles yeah. and stuff. He's like, even though Luna has it, I'm buying it on Stadia anyway. Yeah. I'm like, go for it. But I didn't think it was going to be pro announced like three and a half weeks <laughs> after the after sale. It. And I was like, so I messaged Ace and he's yeah. like, bro, don't talk about it. Don't you, don't even don't even talk about it. <laughs> so if I'm going to gripe, I, I've always yeah. said that's too soon. Put it on yeah. pro, but maybe make it a yeah. little longer so the people I that agree. purchased it, you know, make, make that next month's game or something like that. Yeah. But I, I don't have any really big gripes. Um, I, I can't really um, diss these games too much, especially Grime and Valkyria Chronicles 4 is pro. I, I just can't. And like you said, the library is only so big, and we've said yeah. that before. Like, when they were given us six games a month, from where I was like, dude, they're going to run out of games in, like, three months. <laughs> like, they can't do that. They need to yeah. scale it down yeah. and, you know, start putting them out. But, yeah, that's you know, that's pretty much it. Not too negative, not too negative, but a little honesty in there. Yeah. I think I think they had the mindset of, First party studio is not going to close. I mean, remember when they started with this five to six games last year, they were in a row with Cyberpunk and all. So I think like the mindset was, yeah, we're going to get more games in this platform. They didn't, I, I don't think they foresaw what was going to happen with all the negative bad press and sharing the first yeah. party studio. A lot so, changed since the first. Yeah. Sure. Before, I think if you, if you think back though, when you go to when they launched Stadia, they did say Pro would include one or two games. One, month, yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. it sold on that, yeah. rightly For or wrongly, sure. but they give us more games than they said they would. For sure. Crazy. Um, so, Monkey, did we get to you in this? No, I've been quiet like a good little boy. Um, <laughs> so, quiet, Monkey. <laughs> it's better, it's, it's, it's better, it's better being unfocused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duncan, put you out. Yeah, it probably is, actually. I've got a face for the radio. Um, I was going to just go back quickly. See, to the point about the pro games coming and this new deal, is there any reason why a developer can't hash out their own deal for the likes of a single-player game that we think yeah. might not be making any money? So there's there's always deals to be made. It's not all, It might not suit every type of game, so they can. there's, there's ways around about it. And then going back oh. now to, sorry, just quickly, um, yeah. GTP and Pedro, you, when you were saying about 4K and the games on Pro not being 4K, I completely understand that there is not enough games on Stadia that are actually true native 4K for a start. 
but part of the pro subscriptions is that you can play the games that you've purchased as well in 4K. So if the game doesn't support 4K, and I'm I'm not really sort of fussed about that, just sort of counteracting there. Um, I'm more I'm more upset that there's like. 13 games are actually native 4K, so we're kind of getting robbed there, like, what's the £10 a month really getting you? Um, I think you should just get 4K if your device supports it. Um, I think I'm I'm with GTP, man. Valkyria Chronicles is a cracking game on Pro, said it as well for Luna, great game. Um, And we, we praise Luna on the weekly, or on the monthly, for bringing games that cater to all types of gamers. I think that's what Stadia have done this month. Uh, with five of them, but I think this is the last month where we maybe see games that are already on the service coming. I think we're going to see a lot of new games. I think they still have like a hundred games to come this year. Is that true? No, is it, is no, it 50? Just a, yeah, yeah, about 50. Yeah. Just had over 100, so I'd probably get 101 in total. <laughs> so, I mean, you could surmise that there's there's still a few games going to come on Pro, especially coming out of the Stadia Makers program. We know there's a few a few of those games that are still in the wings and waiting to come. So there's going to be new games that we, we haven't seen yet on Pro, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I'll wait and see. Do you usually, we, we probably do usually get like one that is new that month, don't you? I mean, yeah. it's usually a couple of older ones and then like one or two that are just fresh in the library. Yeah, 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 that's my thoughts. Quick and easy. Okay. So, on the, on the note okay. you say about um, negotiating their own kind of deal for Pro, I think you are going to have to be one of the bigger publishers for that, though. I think the indie games are just being... True. The, the smaller publishers and the smaller developers are just being told, no, this is this is what we're doing. You're going to I have to be the see, bigger... I don't agree with that. I don't no. agree with that. I think then the developers, the smaller developers, are just turn around and say no then. Because if, if they're not going to take them seriously, then they shouldn't bother bother their time to bring the game to Stadia which we know, and this isn't a criticism this is just they're a small platform right now, they're brand new sometimes yeah. it doesn't make sense for developers and publishers to bring their games there right now, but some of them do because it's a new technology and they want to see where it goes I'll just answer that uh, Monkey with, he says that they haven't done that already yeah, well, that's that's true. We we we, we hear exactly. things we don't know if it's true or not. Really, uh, yeah. What were the two games last week that were coming to stadium now aren't? It was uh, that route route ninety six, yeah, and something else. What was coming and isn't coming anymore. Coming what the one was. I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember, yeah. but, but people just sort of overlook these things because it isn't a battlefield. You know, we yeah. don't seem to be getting Battlefield for Stadia. That's still, that might happen. You never know um, with Stadia, the way they like to sort of drop games in last minute. But yeah, they just sort of, that gets overlooked, as I say, because it's not a big game as such. True. All right. So <clears throat> we got <sighs> things about to get real. Um, so uh, I have a banner going. In the bottom right now. So if you're a stated diehard, you might want to exit this stream right now because <laughs> things are really about to get real. All right. We we we're really gonna get into the nitty-gritty of Stadia real quick, right? So 
let's be real, right? We heard last year, end of last year, that, you know, Stadia was in a row, right? We heard about a lot of games coming that they secured for the next two years, right? They were filling out, I think they said 2024. They got 22 and 23 in the books. And then, you know, we saw the leaks of Resident Evil, uh, paying 10 million for it. Uh, we knew about the EA deal, right? They said five games is coming. So that happened. Resident Evil happened. Uh, we got huge support from 2K. That happened. And now my question is, what is next for this platform? Right. And so Duncan posted um, an article, Cloudy with a Chance of Games, about how Stadium might be going the white label route. And again, they kind of hinted at this uh, when, you know, they were covering the closure of the first party studio. And to me, this is kind of concerning. It makes sense from a business, you know, perspective, right? If you are Google, right? The thing is you want to license your service out. You want to make money through that, especially like when the platform like Stadia is not making money for you because it's still new. And again, exclusive costs a lot of money. So things are looking more and more like that route. Like they're going the white label service to where they'll license their software out to companies. Think about all these people that are interested in going you know, doing cloud, you're hearing the Netflix doing it, you're hearing about um, Verizon doing it, you know, Walmart doing it, right? Amazon has a solid infrastructure, Microsoft has Azure, and Google, I believe, wants to get in this game too, right? They have a great streaming, game stream service that works, and if they can license license it out, they can now play with the other two big boys, right? So with not seeing 2K support, with not hearing anything else from EA, still no Call of Duty and Activision support, the Capcom deal is dried. The only support I see them having right now is Ubisoft support, which Luna has, GeForce now has as well. And then some Square Enix love for this fall. Take those two companies out. What else do they have? I'm really getting concerned. Now, if they go the white labeling side, it makes sense. I get it. Google make a lot of money. Stadia might be gone. But as far as like Stadia as a, a product itself, with the original plan of creating AAA games in the cloud that can't be done elsewhere, I don't know, man. I think that might be coming to an end. And that really concerns me. So I'm going to open it up. And just hear what you guys have to say about this. And just check in with you guys about where do you guys see this platform heading in the future. So to get started, I will start with Peter. What's your take on this? Oh, I thought you were going to say Duncan, Duncan. I was, I was. He put his head down. He put <laughs> his head <Duncan>. down. <laughs> I was well, thinking about <laughs> it. Scur- I'm scared to take this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Open it up. Go ahead. So I think if you do go the white label route, right, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You've seen Xbox and PlayStation like working together. 
at the end of the day, if they license out some of the hardware, that like I think they'll tie in a partnership with that as well. I think it'll be both money, which is more money towards Stadia anyway, uh, that would for them to do whatever they want to do with. If they need to keep throwing ten million out of publisher to bring a couple of games, they could do that because they've got more money coming in from elsewhere. But also, I think you could do it as like, well, we'll help you out. We'll scratch your back. You scratch ours, and you might get to see more games come to Stadia that way. If it if it happens, it happens. I don't think Stadia is going to go anywhere. I think they're still working on a lot, and I think they've made a lot of changes in terms of the social media side lately. That shows that they're trying to grow the platform, and in terms of giving out free games um, to streamers and opening up the beta for crowd play more. I think they're still growing Stadia. I don't think just because they're looking elsewhere and exploring other options, Stadia's going to go anywhere. I think they're still... Anything they do in terms of white labeling is going to come back towards growing Stadia, ultimately. It might just be another way of bringing more money into Stadia to develop it more. Okay. That's my own thoughts on yeah. that. Okay. Fair enough. How about you, GTP? What's your, what's your take here? Uh, I'm asking you, Duncan. It's all good. <laughs> Um, look, it's, it's kind of fun because this is what our 49th podcast and we've been like over a year now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in February, March of this year, uh, you know, me and other people on this panel and some that aren't even here right now did say (laughs) one of two things had to happen for stadia when we were just looking at all the stuff around the closings and the devs and stuff like that and it was either they closed stadia completely and told people you have so and so amount of time to access your games um or which is what i leaned to back then was that they would become something else right they needed a rebrand and even if they didn't change the name they needed to change their direction altogether because the current situation was going to equal failure. They weren't going to be able to get enough games, player base, and profit to keep it open unless Google just wanted to pay to keep it open, right? Which happens with a lot of new products. So they had to make the change. I'm happy to see a change in direction more than a closing because I don't care if Stadia has 100,000 users or a million users or whatever the case is. There are some really passionate people out there about the platform. And I know how I get with products I'm passionate about. And I don't want to see anybody lose a place that they love to game. So if leasing the tech, which again is something back in February, March, we were all saying, I was saying they're probably going to have to lease out the tech to make enough money to pay to keep Stadia open. If that's really what they want to get into. And if Stadia still doesn't work out, they have a very profitable business in leasing that tech out for Google to make money regardless. So I think the changes to the toolkit um, to have games easier to bring over isn't as much for AAA developers as it is for indie games and AA games and uh, to be able to bring more games over to Stadia easier. Um, And along with that and leasing out, they can maybe keep it going longer. So... I knew Stadia had to do something. I was hoping it wasn't closed. It doesn't seem to be that that's the case right now. Um, but they do have to become profitable. I can guarantee you Google has made no money off of Stadia yet. And that's okay in the beginning. But now that they're two years in almost, they've got to look at it and decide, okay, if we're not going to close it, what's the new plan? What's the new business model? And it's not going to be that console replacing AAA game playing. You're not going to get your yearly releases. You're not going to get your Madden and FIFA and F1 2020 and and MotoGP and all the yearly releases. It's just, it's going to be scaled back and you're not necessarily going to get all that anymore. It'll be something else. Um, But hopefully it does stay there because I do know a lot of people are really passionate about playing on Stadia. Sure. 
I agree. Nicely said, GTV. How about you, um, Monkey? What's your take here? So I kind of agree with both uh, Pedders and GTP's points to an extent. My worry is um, with Google and their consumer um, communication is absolutely dreadful. So if they lease out the tech and that becomes more profitable than Stadia, what happens to Stadia then? I don't know. Are they going to reinvest that money into Stadia? I don't know. I, I really, I wish I had a crystal ball, but I don't know. Stadia's came around at a time. The tech is fantastic. All cloud gaming tech is fantastic. Look, but I think Stadia's came in at a time when the market is so heavy for such a small user base already. They're sort of losing out user base to other areas right now, uh, like X. Xbox and, and GFN, for instance, in the cloud gaming space. I, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't even guess what, what's going to happen, man, because we could think, like like Pedder thinks, that when we invest the money back in the studio, that it's a very viable opinion to have, but going by previous dealings with Google and some of their services, that tends sometimes not to be the case. They've came too far now, I think, to give up. So Stadia's not going to go away. There's money to be made. Um, it might become something else unless they can make it better than it is right now. They've got some fantastic features, for instance, crowd play, crowd choice. I just don't think they're using it. I think the the marketing has been the sole letdown for Stadia from the very beginning. It should be so much more widely renowned than it is right now because the features are fantastic but they've just not been used properly uh, in my opinion and in terms of the white labelling oh god that could get expensive so if EA rented out the tech and made a subscription service from it I think you're going to end up paying more and more and it's going to get more expensive for us in that sort of way and it's not a guarantee that Stadia users would get the access to EA games, for instance, you know, that, that's not a, a straight-up guarantee. There's so many variables, man. I can't even just... There's, my head's going crazy right now. I wasn't expecting this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've not been any use to anyone, really. Okay. Before Duncan drops whatever he's dropping, <laughs> I'm just going to put two numbers out there that should interest everybody when it comes to cloud and why I think Google will try to get Stadia going for longer. 2019-2020, cloud gaming revenue was around $250 million a year. Very small in the scheme of what gaming is making right now. 2023, not that far away, it's projected to be worth over $4 billion, the cloud gaming revenue. Uh -oh. This is why companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Google are now fighting the gaming wars in the cloud. Because local's not going anywhere, and that's a huge chunk of money. But now, soon, there will also be that huge chunk of money in cloud that they can get a piece of the pie of, too. And that, that's what's going on right yeah. now. Interesting. Thanks uh, for that, GTP. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a huge market, man. And that's why all these big companies, they, they're not dumb. People, you know, say cloud gaming is dead. Oh, these multi-million, billion-dollar companies are not 
dumb to invest in a dead tech, right? Yeah. It's the reason why Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, the biggest three tech companies, are all considering or thinking about investing in cloud gaming. But yeah, it's a good good point out, GTP. All right, sir, we waited for the, the, the best <laughs> for last. Best for last. <laughs> Let's go. No comment. <laughs> 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 what? I'm a dog. Good night. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think this is going to be a bit of a long one, so I'll try and keep it brief. I think you just need to uh, step back and have a look where Stadia has been going over the last over the last year. I think would probably be the thing, and what is going on in the wider sort of gaming market. Uh, first of all, Google will be involved in cloud gaming going forward, no matter what, along with Microsoft and Amazon. If xCloud gets shut down, Microsoft will still be involved with cloud gaming. If Luna gets shut down, Amazon will be. Um, if Stadia gets shut down, well, oh, Google will be. I think we're just seeing uh, a, a decline in... Uh, and maybe investments in, by Google into Stadia. I know that's going to be uh, shocking me saying that, and people think I'm just being negative, but I think we're starting to see the fruits of that. We, A lot of people thought after SG&E shut down, all the money would be pumped into bringing these big titles to Stadia. It is obviously now by <laughs> not happening. We do not have NBA coming. We do not have F1 coming. And ESG mentioned that Square Enix is a big supporter of cloud. And the big Square Enix game of the winter is not coming uh, to Stadia, but it's going to GFN, GFN in Guardians of the Galaxy. For me, that we know of. Yeah, we know of. But that, that, that goes back to Stadia's sort of issue uh, because we've already seen people in the community have left Stadia or, you know, or moved on to other platforms because they know these games or haven't been communicated that these games are not coming. We've had people in the F1 community leave. Um, because of this uh, 2K news, we've already seen people starting to make plans to get consoles or other places to play that stupid basketball game that nobody plays and nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to get a bite. I'm trying to get a bite. But along with that, if Stadia goes into the white label, and I think we're all talking about it, it's going to get it's going to get more expensive. And yes, it is going to get more expensive going forward. But what? But why? Is this a concern for Stadia? What are EA doing? What are Activision doing? What are Take Two doing? What What are Ubisoft doing? All the companies out there are acquiring more and more companies out there because they know this is coming. And this leaves Stadia in an interesting position because we know Amazon are making their own first-party uh, first games. We know xCloud is. And GFN have got their niche 100% nailed. They know where their niche is. And Stadia seems to be uh, just... out out there and not knowing where it, where it is going and they leash out the tech, they, the white labeling uh, happens and EA go that route. What incentive is is there for EA to put their games on the Stadia to a competing cloud gaming service? There is going to be none unless Google 
stump up the cash. I think we're going to have to see. I think we're going to see relatively soon where Google sees Stadia. And I think we're going to see either some big, massive investments out there. They're going to start bringing the games or or it's just going to be the Ubisoft and indie game platform, which appears to be heading for at this moment in time. How monkey. So, no, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with any of the points that anyone's made, but I think um, there's been loads of changes the past six months at Stadia. I'm not going to mention what closed down because that seems to annoy some people when it gets mentioned again. And I can hear AC's voice goes funny when he says it. I think he knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> no, look, there's been there's been loads of changes. Um, they, they know what's coming games-wise up until the end of the year. Uh, that's already been sort of laid out and they, they, they said previous that everything, all the, all the plans have been laid out. They know what's happening right through... Uh, up until the end of this year, I believe. So I'm in the boat right now. Let's wait and see sort of where we are next year. Um, if the games like NBA and F1 do end up on the platform, but maybe they come late, uh, well, we're still hashing out a deal because Stadia is the only cloud service right now which you could say you could compare to a, a console or a PC. They have their... They have their storefront. You can buy games. They have a subscription service as well. You can't do that on GFN or Xbox Cloud Gaming, for instance, right now. That's just an add-on. So, well, Are we allowed to say uh, Stadia is a console now? Because we've been saying that for ages. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's sort of as mimicking a console. It's sort of like, a, like in the cloud, though, you know, um, it's not a bad it's business. It's closest to having a console without having a console. Is what the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a consoleless console. <laughs> yeah. So look, they've made some changes. They're obviously not happy with what where they went in the beginning. Um, so they ripped it up and they've sort of started again. This is kind of like it just launching sort of thing right now. I think next year is sort of like a relaunch, if you like, if that makes sense. Because what they had planned before obviously wasn't working. Otherwise, yeah, we we would be talking about um first party games and, and things like that. I think we just need to wait and see. Google aren't gonna just shut it down. I think they've invested too much money in it just to, to close it uh or even merge it at this point. I think they're just gonna see it out and Hopefully in time, we see the publishers coming back. The, the biggest problem right now is developers, uh, they don't want to, they want to have their games everywhere, but they don't have the resources and the management and the expenditure to be able to maintain their game on six, seven different platforms. I think that's a big, that's a big barrier for a lot of the, the, the developers to bring games across multiple services. Um, only the big guns can do it, like Bungie with crossplay coming to Destiny, etc. Only really the big developers and publishers are able to give us that right now. We can't get that from everyone. So, yeah, yeah I think well, like, that should get easier with like the changes that Google announced and made to make it easier to publish games on platform. Yeah. But we're not going to see that for six to twelve mm. months down the yeah. line. Exactly. Yeah. Great yeah. point. I was going. Yeah. 
great, great point. I, I, I'm going to add into this. It's, it's going to add into what Gandara says. How do we know that uh, Stadia or Google isn't making money? It's plain as days they're not making money, and the, def- the devs are actually coming out now and saying they are losing money on Stadia. So if the devs are losing money, I don't think Stadia is making a hell of a lot of money. I mean, oh. they should be making money on the overpriced, uh, overpriced controller. I mean, that's about probably making money on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah most most uh, new tech don't make money like the first, you know, year or two or three, maybe yeah. four. Um, I mean, just, we've, we've seen the pivot as well. Like we go back earlier when we were saying like, it is a business. Like gaming mm-hmm. is a business. I think you'd worry about any business that starts failing or not seeing the kind of return they want and they don't pivot. So to see them pivot so early on is a positive sign in that way. I mean, with the kind of look at things like this isn't working, let's change gears, let's go in a slightly different direction. That's what you want to see from a business being proactive in that. Uh, I, I didn't like the pivot of uh, SG&E following or <laughs> going because that was a pivot too uh, far too early because that is going to take, if Stadia continues on and it becomes very successful, which I think all of us in the panel wants Stadia to become very, very successful, uh, if they start SG&E up and to get these cloud native games going, which we know xCloud have now started and they are starting to push that out, it is going to take years upon years for games to come come to yeah. fruition and that is going to be absolutely uh, <laughs> disappointing true well that's why i think it was a good a good decision that's an unpopular opinion but i think it's a good decision to do to, to stop right. that because they weren't seeing the growth they needed and like you say it's going to take years to make them games right. if they're not right. getting the play base for another two or three years and it's going to take a long time to make them games to not get anything back until then but the thing is, it only takes one game for people to jump. One game, and if they if they don't there if they do not have any of these exclusive cloud games coming forward or exclusive games, big exclusive games which are going to draw people in, there's no one going to do it. Because as we've but, been talking about uh, over the whole whole show, the the games going on to all the different cloud services are basically much of a muchness. We we normally see them all jump across, and then you need the ones to. Uh, can i say something about that one game comment right i mean you look at microsoft and halo launching the first xbox you know like that (laughs) i mean that was like their one game right that pretty much but the thing is xbox lost them a lot of money still right even with that one game right again microsoft i would say purchased halo they didn't make it themselves right um but they had that one game and still they lost a lot of money on the original xbox so you can still have that one game and still lose money people are not i mean yes it'll get people talking about your platform but your platform still might not sell man it's gaming business all the time that this stage is hard when the time that exclusives are left all the headlines have just been dragging Stadia for the mud. Like, oh, now X game is free of the shackles of Stadia. I think but, any exclusive but, but, on Stadia to be, is going to get. To be completely bad fair with that, the medium's getting that as well. That was an Xbox exclusive, mm. and that is getting it. It doesn't matter. 
timed exclusives oh, no, yeah. not on the platform. It is not a Stadia. This is not saying, uh, oh my God, Stadia is bad. This is just typical journalism going forward. And you can check out Absolutely. the articles about Xbox. You've got the ones about PlayStation. Yeah. When do they leave the Absolutely. timed exclusive? So it, I yeah. think there's been a lot of things that are, where it's a, it's a hip job against Stadia when it's actually just a, it's a commonplace. Yeah, definitely. No, it is. It is the same of every platform. But I mean, it's like, there's. I don't. I don't think no matter how big of a game exclusive comes to Stadia, it's not going to get anyone to drop the PlayStation come to Stadia. And even if it did, there's nothing locking them into Stadia. They can go on it. They can play it. They can purchase that one game and then never put any more money into Stadia. They can pay sixty pounds for that game and never, never purchase any other game. Never get pro. So there's no investment long term to have GTA Six. So GTA six exclusive to Stadia, how many people would jump on board? That's the sort of big picture but, sort of Yeah, but that that wouldn't happen though, would it? I mean, realistically, you know, trying to buy Fortnite. We're trying to buy Fortnite. But that's not, a, that's, not a, that's not a sequel to a franchise game. Yeah, but they Google were trying to buy Fortnite, so they do understand that. They tried to buy Epic. Big, they were trying they to, buy to buy Epic. Epic. Yeah. Not Fortnite, but yeah. They tried yeah. to buy Epic. Okay, that's why they were banned, but they were banned for Fortnite. But they wouldn't make it exclusive, would they? It'd still be on other consoles and stuff. They're not going to go, right, everyone else now is no longer having Fortnite, just those if you want to play Fortnite, you've got to come to Stadia. Uh, but then you, you, you could do the, the longer-term things, just like we're seeing with Bethesda. So let's let's check in with Monkey. I see you trying to jump on, man. What are you joking about? Um, <laughs> no, good. it's this. So good. Good. The conversation's it. great. I, I was it. just going to say, just when you said about um, Halo Ace, um, Although it was only one game and it didn't make the money, and they end up the franchise made the money from that one game. And a lot of this stuff that you you read and you, you see about um, Stadia right now is just echoes what happened when Xbox first came out. PlayStation sure. and Nintendo yeah. uh, and Sega were the big guys. Xbox came in. They came in, well, Microsoft came in with Xbox, willing to lose money for years. And 20 years later, look at where Xbox is now. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know if Stadia could do that. And like in the here and now, I really don't know because I think there's too many players in the game now. They they could potentially get a big slice in the market, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be you sort of the Xbox sort of rise over over 20 years. And that's not that's not because I don't like Stadia or I don't you know be negative. I just think that the, the space is too. There's too many options right now. There's way too many options. You sit sometimes. You think, God, where where do I want to play tonight? Is it PC? Is it my Xbox? Is it on Stadia? Is it on GFN? Or is it on my phone? Because the games on your phone, your phones from your Play Stores and your Apple Stores right now are getting better and better with with, with technology. Um, it's just it's just so interesting. Everyone's different points of view, and yeah, but it does. It could it could just take one game. It could yeah. take one game. So I. I'm glad that you said that, and GTP, I'll bring you on here. I think you're trying to hop on. Um, but it, the thing with gaming is I don't think it works with Google's model, right? So Google's model is, first of all, uh, just you know, test it on beta. If it works, then uh, invest in long haul for it to become successful. But you, with... with Gaming, like you were saying, it took Microsoft how many years for them to be an established console, right? Household console. 
Google is your product has to succeed in a time frame or you're cut. That ish is not gonna fly with gaming, man. You you, you mm. gotta stay. I mean, you look at what um, Amazon said when the new CEO came in. The, the, the dude came in and he's like, "We're in this video game business. Like, just because you know, our first party has been struggling with Crucible, we're still in this business." And then if you look at what some of the devs said and did when that whole first party, they they all thought like Google. We're going to be in this for the long haul. And so they were all shocked and surprised when they asked the first party studios. That is a concern for me. I don't like gaming. I don't think Google gets gaming. I don't think they understand how it works. And I think that is some of the issues that we're seeing with Stadia. Um, anyway, GTP, man. What? Man, what you guys. Thoughts? No, it's good to listen, man. It's a great conversation um, with all that. And, you know, in perspective, to, to put it in perspective, no company tends to make money either on a new product unless there's something very odd about it. And when it comes to gaming hardware, it's been like almost forever that companies take a loss on the hardware. They just like yeah. always know. That doesn't really go different for Stadia being the quote unquote cloud console. When I say things like Stadia probably hasn't really made Google any money, when you look at R&D and the hardware that it took and the money they've paid out for games and the money it costs them every month to maintain Stadia and that type of thing, um, that I don't think they really make a profit from it yet. But that has nothing to do yet with the success of the product. It's a, it's a, it's a different kind of thing. It's well known in gaming that that's how it's going to be. The issue for them was getting the software to sell on there or getting the subscription to do well enough. And we don't know the breakdown of pro subs, free players, and things like that. I can tell you, if you put Fortnite on Stadia, it's going to be the same thing with GFN, where you're going to say how many kids are on the free tier playing Fortnite, because it's going to be a huge chunk of the new player base that would come. I guarantee you Stadia would see such an uptick in free subs from kids under 18. It would be crazy. Uh, but exclusive, I, I've, I've always said every platform, even if your exclusive isn't doesn't outsell some of the third-party games. You need the exclusives for a lot of other reasons. One of those big reasons is marketing. If I say Master Chief, you think Xbox. If I say Crash Bandicoot, back in the day, because I'm old with PS1, you thought PlayStation. Those commercials were nuts. They made you want a PS1. You know, and I got Crash Bandicoot in my PS1 right next to my N64 back in the day. Um, you know, for that reason. And Sega, Sonic, you know, everything has that exclusive character you know mario you're going nintendo and it's yeah. without that it's it feels hollow in my opinion as a as a gamer like when i look at it it just it misses out on that character or that first party game that while maybe it, it didn't outsell everything else it helped with your marketing it helped with your image and that type of thing and then hitting on what ace said just to wrap it up because i know ace probably wants to fit an xbox in the last few minutes <laughs> um and playstation it, now. with yeah. yeah with what he was saying too um and i this has been my great Gamers are very loyal people when it comes to their gaming platforms. They get passionate. We see this every day online. But for me, I haven't personally seen the love from Google for Stadia. And I don't feel like they know how to run a gaming arm of their business, you know, to do things. They're pivoting. They're changing things now. Obviously, they're trying to figure it out. But, yes, I would agree with Ace wholeheartedly that when you look at what Sony and Microsoft do for their gaming division, Stadia and Google, they don't have that relationship. Um, even Amazon has announced $500 million a year for the foreseeable future invested in gaming, including Luna and first party 
Xbox is doing it with by the billions of dollars instead of the millions. So I don't see the love from Google where they're out there saying we're putting a billion dollars in Stadia or we're doing this or that. I don't think they want to spend more money on Stadia. And that's why they want to pivot, change things and maybe see if it can make a little money uh, to invest. But, yeah, I'll pretty much leave it there. Okay, Just real quick, if I can. Um, yeah. Did we hear anything about, like, we've not heard anything in a long time about the exclusive the third party exclusives that will be made for Stadia? wasn't like um, one from Harmony or something that and yeah. we haven't heard Harmony. in a long time. Do we know if that's still coming? No, I think that all went uh, down the drain with the closure, right? I thought that was in the article about I, that. I, no? I think the terminology was the near-term ones were safe. And I think we, did we get one or two? The ones which were close were coming, but the rest were all sort of up in, up in the air. Yeah. Uh, but with the wind, well, oh no, I won't go down that one. I will shut up now. <laughs> Xbox News, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me quickly hop on the Xbox News and good discussion piece, guys. I knew that was going to get. And again, f- thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, it, that was kind of a joke, but kind of serious because I know Stadia, sometimes fans can take things, you know, literally. So. Yeah. Um, it might be too passionate. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a hard conversation for y'all, so just kind of giving y'all a headspace. But all right, so Xbox Cloud Gaming, we have a list. Uh, it's quite interesting because they give us like an August roadmap, but it's like they only give us kind of half of it. Um, I know the end of the year there's a big game coming with Psychonaut, but I don't see that anywhere in the list of games coming. Maybe did I miss that? All right, so August 5th, we have Curse of the Dead. Um, and then we have Dodgeball Academy. I heard this game is pretty fun. Haven't tried it. We have Kadmari, Demasi, Reroll, Cloud, right? We have Luminous, and we have Skate. Actually, Skate 3, right? And Art of Rally. It's another game coming, and Hades which I think is Monkey's uh, Game of the Year when we did the CDX talk August 13th. Um, And uh, that seems to be the games that we have so far confirmed for August. And again, we know Psychonauts coming in this month. It's just not on this list. But just want to throw this up to you guys. What what is your take on these games coming to the Xbox Cloud Game platform for this Just. Yeah, just quickly. Um, yeah. Not not great at Art of Rally and Hades. It's coming next week. Definitely two games that everyone should have a go at. Even though I've not even played Hades yet, but I'm gonna. I've been waiting for it coming to Xbox because we knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Ace, Xbox working a two week rotor. Just letting you know. So that's why we don't see anything. We'll get it yeah. after. We'll get it in the middle of the month. What's coming for okay. the, the last two weeks? Um. Yeah. Decent game. Skate Three is a classic. It's not anything special it's a classic game uh yeah the, the biggest thing for xbox this week which i don't really see many people talking about because i think we knew it was going to happen is gta 5's gone like as of well it's midnight i think deal. it's yeah. it's gone it was a quick one that wasn't it in terms of game pass it was very brief the time it was on there i don't i don't understand the concept like why you know, like, why put no. it in and remove it so quickly? Is it just like to get people to? T- I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't I, get it. I personally use like Game Pass as like a a, a demo. I just demo games on there because like, you can buy them 
when the game's on there, you get 20% off buying them on Xbox. But mm. if they're available elsewhere, I'll buy them elsewhere. So I'll try a game on uh, Xbox Game Pass and if I like it, I'll purchase it elsewhere. And if I don't, then I've not lost anything. So I just use it as like a big demoing service. And I think that's the way they see it. They'll add a game and then six months later, they take it away. And yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think everyone in the world has played GTA Five. Death <laughs> man, you know I'm saying so. 150 million copies sold now. That yeah, 150 million copies. I've never played the game, man. Really? Never never. It doesn't doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. No. You don't no, want to go like rob a bank and steal fast cars and. I still think the original GTA, like the top down one, was one of the best games it's, ever made. It's good. It's yes, good. Best game ever. so much better. <laughs> Okay, so you've got to anyone... run over them monks, man. You've got to... <laughs> <laughs> anyone else with Xbox Cloud Gaming news, man? What's the else take here? I'm not I'll a just big say fan. Hades. Hades yeah. is a good one. That was actually a Nintendo Switch Game of the Year game. Oh, um, yeah. for good reason. Yeah, very popular on Nintendo Switch. So that out of all the games there, it's not it's not killer that list. It's it's great. But as far as like cloud console PC, like coming to all three. Hades is the game that I'll, I'll be jumping into and playing the most on all three. Yeah, cool. Uh, Hades. I'll, I'll definitely be trying Hades. Uh, I think it's just... Wor- oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's uh, worth noting with uh, Xbox Night, basically over the last couple or the last two or three, any games which are going to console outside the EA games are all going to cloud as well. It's, EA games are... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what they are like. Uh, coming to cloud, they're, they're half in, half out. But I think it's worth noting that uh, any console games are going to cloud as well. You do the hokey cokey and you turn the boat. <laughs> cool. Anyone else with Xbox Cloud Gaming news? Nope, nope, nope. Okay, that's it. So- I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Psychonauts end of this month has been really excited. Ascent that came out, what, last week? Great nope. game if you guys haven't played it yet. All right, so uh, let's see. PlayStation Now, honestly speaking, <laughs> I feel like Sony, the last two months, they've been doing okay. This month, I feel like it's a lackluster. And Nia Adamant is a great game, but that leaves, again, the same issue November 1st, 2021. And then we have Ghost Runner, which is pretty much an every other cloud game platform and Undertale. Those are the, and then we have two games leaving Jump Force, which I feel like a lot of people got PS now for. Um, and then WWE 2K Battlegrounds is leaving. Not the best month, if you ask me, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's PlayStation now. Any anyone hop on? Tell me what. It's weak. What you thought? Weak. Thank you. Anyone else? <laughs> if you if anyone hasn't played Naya Automata, get on there and play that game, man. Arguably one of the best games ever made. That's absolutely. The game is an Xbox Cloud gaming too. Yeah, it's yeah. and it's the it's the full. Uh, your hard addition on uh, xCloud but the performance yeah. isn't great I've yet to check it on PS yeah. now, but I can tell you it's probably going to be better than xCloud I wonder if they updated it with the new custom series X blades in the uh, xCloud yeah. not yet no. 
Yeah, I've been checking there. Uh, uh, you always say the names better than me. Near Automata. <laughs> I've been checking out on xCloud, and it is still on the old uh, original Blades. Oh, a little a iffy on there, yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Okay, cool. I, I think that's it, man. Uh, Stady again. King of time is what we call that platform. Always, like, takes a lot of our time, but... The announced like, release, what we spend the most time yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's because it's the, that and GIF is now the only two that are truly out of beta. So we gotta, yeah, like you know, talk more about them in a way. But guys, it it feels good to be back. Um, it's good chat to see all you guys participating in discussion pieces. And Petherman, like I was saying, you didn't fail, right? Very insightful, knowledgeable, you know your stuff, man. So thank you for your input with conversations. Really thank appreciate you. Anytime. Anytime. it. Yeah. yeah, sure. We'll probably get you. Try to get Emma here next time too, man. <laughs> uh, be she, a she's a busy woman. I try yeah. to get time with her as well. But, uh... Yeah. And you guys, uh, you guys just had a baby recently, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, in March, yeah. That's awesome. Congrats on that, man. Thank you. really cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So just going to open this up for the members of the panel to just let people know what they do and where you can find them. So we'll start with GTP, sir. What do you do and where can people find you, sir? Yeah, guys, at uh, Game Tech Planet over on Twitter. And if you search YouTube, Game Tech Planet, you'll find me there um, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a podcast going on. Uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff, you know, uh, some of the stuff with the PS5 storage and some other things we're going to get into. And we're going to um, do like an actual, like official GDP merchandise uh, launch yeah, yeah. on a podcast tomorrow night and kind of just get that rolling. So it should be fun. It's... I got a sneak peek, man. Good stuff over there with the merch. Yeah, it's man. a fun start, man. It. We got some interesting stuff being worked on right now, so we'll see. Sure. Awesome, awesome. Duncan, sir, what do you do and where can people find you? I get shouted up by everybody for doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course it is. Uh, yeah, if you can check us out at Cloudy with Games, we have just passed the, the milestone, which everybody wants to do. So finally, we've had over a thousand. Nice. YouTube, so we It took us a while. Vulgar and I wanted, but we have eventually done it. So go check us out over there. Good, good stuff. Good to have you on, Duncan. Heather, what do you do, so where can people find you? Uh, I obsess over tech and casually streaming games. Uh, so I've got two YouTube channels, uh, Pedder Tech and Pedder Games, really original names. Uh, subscribe on there or Pedder underscore tech on YouTube. Cool, cool. Good stuff, Pedder. It's good to have you. And again, all the members' link are going to be in the description so you can go there and find them. and Click that link and subscribe. Monkey, do you have anything you want to plug? The cloud news will be a little late tomorrow. It's going to be coming late evening, British summertime. So I think that's like dinner time for America and lunch time for the other Americans. I don't know. I'm working all weekend, so it's, it's I've got it half done right now. But it is going to come. Don't worry. It'll be it'll be here a little bit later tomorrow night. But it'll be here. Cool, cool. Good to have you too, Monkey. So hopefully next week. We should have Gamer and Holds back on the panel. And um, yeah, we might have a guest as well. Uh, but guys, appreciate you guys watching. Thank you for participating in those polls. We're going to try and keep that going. 
definitely check out all these awesome members. Again, link is going to be in the description. Appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out, y'all.